Luke 12, 48, our base scripture for this message series entitled Demand. From everyone who has been given much, much will be demanded. And from, every, and from the one who has been entrusted with much, much more will be asked. Go right to 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 11. Now, a lot of Christians need to hear this that don't think they do. You ready? When I was a child, I spoke as a child. Now, I want to tell you something. Just because you put years into the evangelical church does not mean that you're necessarily a mature Christian. You're like, what did I walk into this morning? This is the Bible. This is what you need to know. If this doesn't apply to you, if you're mature, if you're a mature believer, if you're winning every time, raising the dead, giving sight to the blind, winning the lost, this is not for you. I can tell you that it's for me, but you can cast it off and you can be somebody. You know what happens with the majority of believers is that they stay in a pool of mediocrity their entire lives believing that they're growing. Their entire lives believing that they're growing, believing that things are ever changing when they're not. You know when things are changing is when things are changing. No, things are changing on the inside. Well, how long are you going to rest in that? How long is it going to be? Well, you know, things are changing on the inside, but there's no manifestations outside. A tree is known by what it produces, its fruit. When I was a child, I spoke as a child, I understood as a child, I thought as, thought as a child, but when I became a man, I put away childish things. It doesn't say they kept them. So they put them away. Habits that, that have kept us in exactly the same place for years cannot stay in the room. They get put away. If you've noticed that nothing has substantially changed in your life for years, look at me now, for years, be honest with yourself, have they? Then there's still childishness in your life. Quiet in here, just the way I like it. That's my anointing. <laughs> you will not be able to remain as a child and thrive. You might be able to survive, but many will not survive if you remain as a child. If you've ever noticed, children on their own do not do well. Many Christians will not even survive. That's why you have scriptures in Hebrews chapter 5, verses 11 through 14, which are entitled, Warning Against Falling Away. It says, in fact, though by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you the elementary truths of God's word all over again. You need milk, not solid food. Anyone who lives on milk being still an infant is not acquainted with the teaching about righteousness, but solid food is for the mature. Many men, and that's called warning against falling away. Many Christians will not survive because they're not actually growing. They're a child still. But it's comfortable being a child, is it not? Life's easier as a child. Y'all are looking at me like I don't even know what I'm talking about. You're making me preach longer. I'll preach till the next service starts. If it's you, then you need to say it because I'm saying that it's me. There's areas of my life that I'm an absolute child. I'm willing to say it. I'm not happy with my progress. 
But some of us need to take a hard look and say, you know what? What's the fruit of my salvation? I'm growing on the inside. Not enough. That's what the lukewarm church will tell you. That's what the enabling Bible study will tell you. The margarita, Bud Light Bible study. That's what that one will tell you. Many Christians, def, they will not, they, you will never thrive being a child. But many Christians won't survive. That's why you have Matthew 24, 10 through 13. At that time, many will turn away from the faith and will betray and hate each other. What if things get real? Look at me now. What if things get real? Listen, we, we've been placated for a long, long time inside the church. We've been made to feel safe. We think that the world, because we live in the United States, we've never really tasted the real world. I can tell you, you might think that I pick on Canada. I'm not picking on Canada. I just pay close attention to Canada. They're scared up there. I've had two families contact this church asking, can you help us get out? Did you ever think you'd get a phone call like that? I've been dropping them on the Zucchiatis, people who are leading the new Bible study, because they're from Canada. I don't know what to tell them. I love them. I feel horrible for them that basically our, um, our American brothers and sisters, that's how I look at Canada. If you ever traveled there, it's just like America. It's identical. Or we're just like them, whichever way you want to put it. But they're wanting out. What if things get real? You ever thought about that? Are you going to make it as a child? No. Things get real? We've been sedated too long inside the church. That everything's about Bible, Bible covers and conferences and the next Christian conference and being offended. My life's all about being offended. Congratulations. Good work. Your thumb's deep inside your mouth. Deep inside your mouth. If you live in offense, it's deep in there. You're, you may need surgery. And what are you offended about? You ever ask? What, what am I offended? Have you ever run down the real facts of what you're offended about? You ever do that? You ever feel stupid once you explain why it is that you're bothered? <laughs> Many will not survive because they're a child and things are getting real. Got quiet right there. Things are getting real, whether you like it or not. Things are getting real. At that time, many will turn away from the faith and will betray and hate each other. And many false prophets will appear and deceive many people. You will not do well as a child here. Because of the increase of wickedness, the love of most will grow cold. But the one who stands firm until the end will be saved. Wait a minute. That doesn't fit in with Calvinism. No kidding. It's because Calvinism is heresy. Has been from day one. Anything that's not in here, it's heresy. Well, we believe the Bible, but you have to use wisdom. That's heresy. It's not in here. It never says that anywhere in the Bible. That you take the word of God and mix it with human wisdom. Ever. It says take a stand in the word of God. That's what you do. When I was a child, I spoke as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. I want you to listen to these verses. 
Matthew chapter 18, verse 6. But whoever causes one of these little ones who believe in me to sin. What does it say here? It doesn't say a grown man or a grown woman in faith. It says a little one. Vulnerable ones. Jesus is warning people not to go after little ones. Because they're vulnerable. They can't be you. What if things get real? What if they come to you and say, you know what, you have to have a vaccination card to have a job. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? But whoever causes one of these little ones who believe in me to sin, it would be better for him if a millstone were hung around his neck and he was drowned in the depth of the sea. Luke chapter 8, verse 14. Now the ones that fell among the thorns are those who when they have heard go out and are choked with cares, riches, and pleasures of life and bring no fruit to maturity. The modern day church is based in cares, riches, and pleasures of life and non-maturity. Luke chapter 17, 23 and 24. And they will say to you, just like a shiny object, look here or look there. Do not go after them or follow them. What do you raise your kids? How many, how many parents in here shout amen? amen? What do you tell your kids about people coming up to them and saying, hey, look here or look there? That's what this is warning. But a lot of Christians who are children, who think they're mature, in these end times, they will come to you and say, hey, look here. Or look there. And it said, Jesus said, don't go after them or follow them. This is why you must mature. It's, listen, it's no more three to four hours a day scrolling on a screen. You've got to study to show yourself approved. You've got to be strengthened in the word. Faith comes by the word of God. You cannot remain as a child. This world is changing. I'm not saying we can't turn the tables. I believe that we will. I'm just saying, you know what? We won't if we're a bunch of 70-year-olds running around. 70-year-olds did not storm the beaches of Normandy. They were not on Omaha Beach. Speaking of our Canadian brothers and sisters, they weren't on Sword Beach. Those were grown men. Yeah, I said men. And happy Memorial Day for tomorrow. Thank you to all the troops that gave their lives. Greater love, greater love has no man than this, to delay his life down for his friend. There's lots and lots of kids, and they were really kids. 16 to 25 storming the beaches of Normandy when that gate opened up on their personnel carrier. Never saw the light of day again. Laid our lives down so that you and I could be free. And I'll be darned if I'm going to yield that freedom back over to a stupid virus. They all may leave me, but I will still follow. All the, other, all the rest of the churches, they want to go, bend their knee to Anthony Fauci, the virus, Joe Biden, the World Health Organization. They can do it. I'm not bending my knee to any of that stuff. See, things might get real. Things are already real. They're discussing, it came out from Secretary Mayorkas, another galactic idiot that Joe Biden has in his administration. 
that they are actively contemplating vaccine passports. That's in the United States. They said they weren't going to do it, but they're, act- they're, they're actively discussing it right now. You need to know that. What, what does that mean, Tom? What should I do? You, first of all, you need to take a stand. Second of all, you need to be praying. You need to pray that the church wakes up. Well, here, you know, the other thing, too, is even forget about that to some degree. Pray that God would usher in a new church. Forget about the zombie apocalypse and all those COVID cavers. Let them wither on the vine, but not you. Remaining immature causes the Christian to not be able to see Revelation 13, 16 through 18. See, you probably think everybody knows he causes all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, to receive a mark on their right hand or on their foreheads, and that no one may buy or sell except one who has the mark of the name of the beast or the number of his name. Here is wisdom. Let him who has understanding calculate the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man, and his number is 666. Remaining immature causes Christians to not be able to see the implementation of this verse. You probably think everybody sees it, don't you? They don't. I'm telling you right now, you go to every other church in this area. And Tom, there's got to be some exception. I'm telling you, there's not many. You go to everybody, stay with me. You go to every other church in this area. There's nobody talking about it. They're having, they're having another ser- sermon series on your best life now or better together with a giant elephant in the room smashing them all up against the wall that says COVID-19 painted on its side. They've never discussed it like they should. They're not talking about vaccine passports. I challenge you, find another sermon outside of Rodney Howard Brown in the country that's talking about vaccine passports right now. Challenge you. There's some. It's actually a good challenge. It's a church called Legacy in New, New Mexico that never closed. You know what it's like to never close in Mexico, in New Mexico? And it's easy in Florida to not close. And it isn't easy there where the cops are there. When you have a tyrannical governor who's a galactic fool, a baby butchering monstrosity, who loves, she's a power perv who loves to control everybody's moves. They stayed open the whole time, and they're huge. They're a big church, jam-packed full of people. I love them. They set a table right before them in the presence of their enemies. I love, I love the, the old videos. You can go back and look at them. Back in March of last year, you can even look possibly, unless Hope deleted them all, which she usually does, of our Facebook Live services back in March of last year. About 30% of the church had left, maybe more, but you couldn't tell that from the videos because it was kind of shot from the side, so we looked, we looked jam-packed full. <laughs> we had a bigger area in front of the stage back then, and it was jam-packed full of kids like it is now. <laughs> and the people, all their comments, you know, calling us murderers, you know, all the, I hope they all die. Threatening our lives, the TV station out camped in, front, in our parking lot, filming us as we come in for Easter Sunday service. Asking if they can come in and film our service. Get out. You gnat.
But there's not, listen, there's not many churches that are talking about this stuff. They need to be. But you know why they aren't? They don't even see it. They're blind. They have no idea about that. Do you think they're thinking Mark of the Beast when you say vaccine passport? No, they're children. They've been kept children in a nursing school by their church. They're 58 years old and they're still a spiritual child. Don't let that be you. And don't think it's not unless you've asked the Holy Spirit. Ask him. Lord, you know, I, I just do. And you know what he tells me? Yep. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Matthew 24, 24. For false Christs and false prophets will rise and show great signs and wonders to deceive, if possible, even the elect. Even the elect could be deceived. And you're going to face it as a child? Tom, this is very ominous. What do you want me to preach to you? You want me to lie to you up here and make you feel good? Listen, we're always caused to triumph. If you want to hang your head, that's on you. I've not, my life hasn't changed at all. I smile just as much as I've always smiled. I laugh just as much as I always laugh. I hug just as much as I always hug. I've never locked down. I've never quarantined. I've never social distanced. I've never done any of that garbage because it's the world. It's all lies of Satan. For as the lightning, this is the second part of it. I said Luke 23 and 24 earlier. Here's 24. And they will say to you, look here and look there. Do not go after them or follow them. For as the lightning that flashes out of one part under heaven shines to the other part under heaven, so also the Son of Man will be in his day. He'll come like a thief in the night. And if you look at the parable of the virgins, there's lots and lots of Christians who have no idea. They'll deny it then. They'll deny it then. Luke chapter 17, 26 through 36. As it was in the days of Noah, so it will be in the days of the Son of Man. They ate, they drank, they married. Wives, they were given in marriage. What on earth is going on out here? Here, I'll yell it from here. White van, Plymouth town and country. Just go ahead and stand up and humiliate yourself if it's you. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Listen, I've locked my keys in my car 500 times. It happens. 9106PI, that's the license. 9106PAULIDA. What? Did you go? Okay. That hurts. I don't know. How do you get towed from a private parking lot? We're, they're not parked in our parking lot, are they? It must be out in the street. Yeah, it must be out in the street. That's why we got to have a building, folks. You need to be praying that in. I'll tell you the response the last time I told you to give to a building? Crickets. Just letting you know. You want to stay in here forever? That's up to you. God will move me out of here, but he may leave you here. I don't know. You're like, well, you know, we've given to, a lot of us were, were hard-hearted. Well, we've given to building projects before. Well, listen, if we don't get something, I'll give it all back to you. I'll give you all your money back. I got, listen, I don't need your money. It doesn't, doesn't your giving has nothing to do with my salary. Nothing, especially building. If it, you give it to the building, we will not spend it on anything but the new building. You're like, Tom, where is the new, I don't know. 
I don't know. I don't really want to buy land right now because you buy land, it costs you a billion dollars to even clear it. We want to buy something existing, if at all possible. If we have to buy a chunk of land, we'll buy a chunk of land. But we can't stay in a tile store for forever. We've maxed out this place as much as we possibly can. You need to give to the building. You need to ask God. Ask him, what should, we, what should I give? No, Pastor Tom, you, maybe you put it down. To Pastor Tom said, if, I, they don't, if the church doesn't spend it on a building, he'll give it back to you. I will. If we don't build a building, I will mail Rodney Howard Brown his $100,000 back. I'll give it right back to him. It's all sitting in the bank. I'm not going to spend it on anything. I don't want to be walking out somewhere. If I'm going to get arrested. It's going to be for the gospel, not for pilfering funds. <laughs> if you knew me, you know I'm not much into money anyway. I mean, it doesn't take much to buy me off. Fried meat and bread with cheese on it, and that's really it. That's all that's my, my life is about outside of Jesus. I got Jesus and I got meat. That's really all that I live for. All right, let's get spiritual again. Got cars going in and out of here. Where's Aaron at? Is Aaron in here? Okay. Somebody, Naz, remind me to tell him we got to put that, get that on the screen, have that ready to put those license plates on screen so we don't have to blast the Holy Spirit out of the room with our traffic problems. All right, Luke 17, 26 through 36. As it was in the days of Noah, so it will be also in the days of the Son of Man. They ate, they drank, they married wives. They were given in marriage until the day that Noah entered the ark and the flood came and destroyed them all. Oh, Tom, this is so ominous. This is the Bible. This is the Bible. I, I know the kind-hearted, loving churches, the liars, the lying lovers, they don't tell you things like this, but what if it gets real? What if it gets real for your child, your kids that are in children's church right now, in the youth ministry, in the nursery? What if it gets real for them and you don't prepare them, you never told them? They'll take the mark of the beast on their right hand or on their forehead without hesitation. Most of the church will. I got one amen from my own wife. I'm telling you, it's true. The love of most will go cold. That's not speaking to the unsaved. Likewise, as it was also, verse 28, in the days of Lot, they ate, they drank, they built, they sold, they planted, they built. But on that day that Lot went out of Sodom, it rained fire and brimstone from heaven and destroyed them all. Second Peter 3.10, but the day of the Lord will come like a thief. The heavens will disappear with a roar. The elements will be destroyed by fire and the earth and everything in it will be laid bare. That's the Bible. You cannot approach these things as a child. When I was a child, I thought as a child. I understood as a child. I spoke as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. No one knows the day or hour. I'm not claiming to. I'm telling you to be mature so that you can face what could come our way. And what's already come our way. Luke 17, 30 through 36. Even so will it be in the day when the Son of Man is revealed. In that day, he who is on the housetop and his goods are in the house, let him not come down to take them away. Oh, Tom, you know, I'm a pre-tribber. Good luck with that. 
I don't see it in the Bible. I kind of know this book a little bit. I don't see it. Certainly isn't what he's talking about here. I only, I only see one return. Not a secret return where everybody disappears and then the earth stays a certain way for a while and then he comes back later. I know that's sold a lot of books. It's exciting to hear that there will be no tribulation in the church. Certainly isn't what the Bible says. You believe what you want. I don't care whether you're pre-trib, mid-trib, 75% trib, 84% trib, whatever you are. I don't really, it doesn't matter to me. I'm not going to argue with you about it. I'm just going to tell you to study the Word of God, which I have, and I don't see it. I don't see pre-trib. I don't see it. Other people do. People that I love and admire. I do not, and nor will I ever change. I feel it in my soul. It's a conviction of my soul because it's born in the Word of God. That whatever generation it may be, whether it's us or in the future, will face great tribulation. These are they that came out of great tribulation and have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. Revelation 7.14. Is that the second group of people that didn't go in the great disappearance? Some of you are like, what did I walk into? I know. I know. Many, listen, many won't come back for what I just said. They, I know. I get you. you. Don't come back if you want, but prove me wrong in the Bible. I challenge you. Prove me wrong with the Bible. Don't prove me wrong with the Tim LaHaye book. Somebody sent me. I got to answer these because I put it off until Monday answering my emails. Somebody sent me. Which, what book can you recommend for living in the Spirit? There we go. I knew there was something wrong up here. There we go. I fixed it. What book would I recommend? Now, how am I going to? I have to send back Bible without sounding curt. Depends on what mood. I guess it's going to depend on what mood. I need to make sure I eat before I send that, re, that email back so it's not edgy. <laughs> I have a recommendation. <laughs> That's the problem with Christians. It's the problem inside the church. It's like the problem in America. problem in America is we're devoid of the Constitution. Well, we're all Americans. We're, no matter what you believe in the Constitution. No, no, you're not. If, you're, if you don't believe in the Constitution, you're not an American. I can't take away your American citizenship but you certainly are not an American. You do not believe in America. I don't care. If you don't, if you don't abide in the Constitution, same thing, if you, same thing in the church. If you are not all about the Bible, you're not living the life of a Christian. You might be saved, maybe. But I doubt you'll endure until the end. And likewise, the one, we're still in verse 31, Luke 17, 31. And likewise, the one who is in the field, let him not turn back. Remember Lot's wife. That's its own verse. Remember Lot's wife. That's something you can memorize today. Luke 17, 32. Remember Lot's wife. Done. Tom tells me to memorize a verse every day. There you go. There's your verse. Remember Lot's wife. Done. 1732. Whoever seeks to save his life will lose it, and whoever loses his life will preserve it. 
I tell you, this is just Jesus talking. In that night, there will be two men in one bed. The one will be taken and the other will be left. Two women will be grinding together and the one will be taken and the other left. Two men will be in the field. The one will be taken and the other left. Don't be the one that's left. But you're going to have to lay aside childish ways. Whatever they may be, lay them down. Luke 10, I mean Matthew chapter 10, verse 22. And ye shall be hated of all men for my name's sake, but he that endureth unto the end will be saved. I thought I, I, thought I was saved the moment that I got saved. Yeah, you started. You started. If you died at that moment, you'd go to heaven. But you will have to endure. If you're going to live past one minute, past your salvation, you're going to have to endure until the end. That's the Bible. I know it's never preached. Understand something, church. Just because it's never preached doesn't make it any less true. I know nobody preaches these verses. I know. That's why crazy people like us have to coalesce together. There is no other place to go. There's one place an hour and 15 minutes north of here that I'm aware of. There is nothing in Charlotte County. There is nothing in Sarasota County. They all closed. You don't, you, they don't know the Bible. You don't know how to endure until the end. If you close your church for a 99.9% survivable virus, you won't get vaccinated to save lives? How dare you? He endures until the end will be saved. They're going to come with good arguments. Alleged good. They're only good if you're stupid. <laughs> but they'll come with them. You won't, they'll, they'll come up to you. They'll say to you, you won't get vaccinated to save a life? I don't know. Will you stop driving your car to save a life? Will you stop going to McDonald's to save a life for all the obese people? Come on, why, why, aren't you, why, why have you never made a move before? That's what deception's all about. Look at past history. Did they act like that before? No. So why are they acting like that now? Because they've been deceived. They'll come to you. They'll put a guilt trip on you. You won't take a vaccination to save lives? See, it started, right? It started with what? It started with closures and masks. It, well, really, the actual, the actual order is closures first. The great purveyor of all that is quote-unquote science, Anthony Fauci, comes out and says, you do not need to wear a mask. Just close all your businesses, all your churches, and ruin your lives. A couple months later, now you have to wear a mask to save lives. The science never changed, just the politics did because you've got to get Donald Trump out of office. That's what happened. That's all that it is. You've got to get the baby butchers back in place. We've got to kill off as much of humanity as you possibly can. You've got to get the baby butchers. You've got to kill those 60 million babies per year worldwide. You have to while you're trying to save 3 million COVID lives. That's the war. Listen, you know, they're trying to save, allegedly, there's 3 million people that have died of COVID out of 8 billion, but that's a lie too. All the while, though, 270 million, probably 300 million now because that stat's from two months ago, 270 million people have starved to death because of the COVID response. That's the devil for you. 
get the idiots to mobilize to kill more people. Bill Gates hates humanity. Joe Biden hates people. The Democratic Party hates people. Don't, don't, don't tell me how they love the black community. Or they planted a baby butchering center on every street corner called Planned Parenthood. They can call me a racist all they want. Call me a racist, at least I want you to live. I want as many black people as possible. I want every human being to live. All you got to do is look at the fruit. You shall know them by their fruits. Luke chapter 6 verse 43. They'll say to you, you won't, you won't get your kids vaccinated to save people's lives? I didn't get to this on the podcast last night. But one of the leading purveyors of getting kids vaccinated, by the way, they have working subjects. What I mean by that is working volunteers from idiot parents who have sacrificed their children on the altar of Baal. They have kids that are two years old that are vaccination subjects right now. This very same woman who's advocating for vaccinations to start at two is on the board of Pfizer. And she's a government agent. Oh, that's all Alex Jones conspiracy. About everything Alex Jones has said has come right, come true. I know, I know the lizard people and all, I get it. I'm just telling you. If you deep dive, what, what just came out in Congress? My son had to connect, uh, correct my pronunciation of this word. I was saying chimera. It's chimera. What's going on right now in Congress? Republicans put out a bill to end using fetal body parts, grafting them into animals, creating embryos, of combinations between human beings and animals. That, if you, you're like, that's all, that's all just right-wing conspiracy. No, it's not. It was on the House floor. They're called chimeras. They want to create human pigs, human cows, a cow with a human face. It's absolute truth. And they use, it's absolute truth. You're like, no, that's just craziness. Why would they do that? Because they're power pervert, baby butchering monstrosities. They're demons. They're full of demons. Understand that. They're full of demons. You, you cannot prate around for decade after decade after decade, slaughtering the unborn and not be full of demons. You're like, oh, you may think that's a joke. It's an app. Please pull it up. It was, on, it was on John Solomon's website called Just the News. It's on that. You can pull it up on the House docket. That's what they voted on. Republicans voted to end it, and all Democrats voted to keep it. They're full of demons. You won't carry around a card to prove that you're vaccinated? Tom, can't you talk about anything else? No. You want, you want, you want to listen to something else? Then go pull up that lukewarm preacher when you get home today. You want to sedate yourself and act like none of this is going on? and live in your soccer mom world, then go right ahead if that's what you want to do. But are your kids going to be ready when you don't even live in it? Soccer mom, you don't even live in it? The anointing and the power that your kids will have will fall from you. You won't carry around a card to prove that you're vaccinated? 
Why would you not do that? Because I read the Bible. You won't receive a quantum dot tattoo on your right hand or on your forehead. See how it translates? First lockdowns, then masks, now vaccinations, now vaccine passports while the church sleeps in the light. No, thank you. Yeah, but you get that quantum dot tattoo on your right hand or on your forehead. It'll save people's lives. It proves you're vaccinated. Proves you're one of us. So you know what's funny is, is I spent Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday in Tampa of this week going to Pastor Rodney's conference, The Flood. And Tampa's totally different than Englewood. I don't know how many of you, I saw several of you up there. I don't know if you stopped. See, for me, it's just river, this is how I run. River Church, Wawa. River Church, Wawa. That's my entire life while I'm there. All my meals come from Wawa. I get their uh, buffalo chicken sandwich, delicious. With a Slurpee, a bag of chips, and a double-sized Snickers. But anyway, that's what I eat. <laughs> yes, the double-sized, the giant one. That's the one I eat. But I, when I'm there, I'm always watching people. My, where I, how it works here is Foundation Church, racetrack. Foundation Church, racetrack. Foundation Church, racetrack. That's my life. If I told you, I'm a cheap date. If I was single, just take me to the track, man. We'll sit outside. <laughs> Speaking of eating, I've got Vanessa Tomas's videos. That, do I have your permission to show those in church? <laughs> Thank you, Jeff, for that, wherever you are. But anyway, so I was looking in Wawa up in Tampa. It's a totally different world. Every single person is still masked. Every single person. I was the only one, whether it was me or Norma or me or Hope or me or whatever other family member I had with me, it was only us. Every single other person is masked. Why? What's the date today? The 30th? So let's just take it back to the 26th. May 26th. 2021, and you're still masked? Tell me how that's about a virus, or is that the precursor to the mark of the beast? Why are you wearing that thing? You've been told, even by your cult leader, Joe Biden, that you don't have to. Your cult leader, Anthony Fauci, that you don't have to. Why are you wearing that thing? I don't know if you saw it last night. I put it, I put it on the podcast. 50% of Anthony Fauci's own organization has refused the vaccine. 50% of FDA employees have refused the vaccine. This, the, the director, Walensky, of the CDC refused to answer the question. You know why? Because they're looking under microscopes. I don't want that thing. Yeah, I don't blame you. I don't either. If you've already taken the vaccine, you need to pray that God leeches it out of your body. He'll do it for you because he loves you if you're willing to repent. He loves you. Leech that thing out of your body. You won't be able to do that with the mark of the beast, though. You probably think that everybody knows what I'm talking about right now in the church. They don't have a clue. 99% have no clue whatsoever because they've been sedated in churches for the last two, three decades. There hasn't been a real gospel message preached since the early 90s. I'm talking about on the whole. I know there's places like this. People have been leaving this church for 17 years. 
I'm out. I know. <laughs> Have a good life. I don't know what to tell you. We don't want to drive this far. We don't want this. We don't want that. There's not enough of this. There's not enough. Okay. Go to a church that will send your kids straight to hell. Great idea. Great idea. Go to those churches now. We don't, well, we don't talk openly about the sin of homosexuality because it just isn't loving. Go, yeah, expose your kids to that. And by the way, that's 99% of the churches that have the same looking website and sing the same songs we do. They'll send your kids straight to hell all because you are mildly offended by a Bible verse or Tom's tone. That'll work on the day of judgment. Enjoy watching your kids being cast into the lake of fire because you were offended by tone. There's not many people that can withstand what I'm saying. How many of you have been coming to this church for more than a month? Shout amen. Amen. You are the exception, my friends. (laughs) Stick with it. It's a hard pill to swallow. It's like I I said on the, the ad that we play on the podcast. There's a lot of people whose churches are dead. They're here. They're barely hanging on, but they choose scared over dead. Good choice. Good, good choice. It's already happening. These things that I'm talking about are already happening in Israel. You've heard me say it many times from this pulpit. By the way, Israel appears to be pulling back on their green card. Why is that, do you think? Why? Seriously, why do you think? Somebody shout out an answer. Why do you think? Yeah, money. What was that? Holy Spirit. You, you would hope, right? You know, it's all tourism. I love you guys. I wish it was the Holy Spirit. Why? The only people that go and tour Israel are who? Us. The crazy ones. <laughs> the ones who aren't going to get vaccinated. They're looking at a minimum of half of their tourism industry gone. Because at least half of the evangelical movement's not going to take the vaccine. At least half. One fifth of Americans have vowed not to take it. And that's with a liberal poll, so it's probably more like 40%. More than 60% of people who are refusing the vaccine are Democrats, not Republicans. Whoops! So Israel's like, uh, nobody's booking flights. Yeah, we ain't going there. I'm not wearing a mask for how, what's the, how long is the flight to Israel, Hope? 11 hours to Israel? I'm not wearing a mask for 11 hours. Take your masks, your vaccines, and everything else. Bundle them up and shove them up your own caboose. I'm not doing it on a flight out there. I'm not a big fan of my breath to, con- to begin with, <laughs> let alone sit there and just suck it back in for 11 hours. <sighs> Anybody see Pastor Rodney kick the woman out of his church for wearing a mask? Rewind it. What what day was that on? What was it? It was a Tuesday morning? Tuesday morning. Rewind it. You got to go see it. Seriously. It's at the beginning of his his beginning of the message, right? Middle-ish? Middle-ish of his message. Can't miss it. Probably see my giant square head right in the middle of it because he was right in front of me. I'm like a human eclipse. I always think I'm normal size until I see myself on video. I'm like, who's that guy? Oh, wow. 
There's no scale on the podcast when I'm actually sitting next to Naz. I look like a giant. <laughs> but anyway, so he's sitting there. He, I'm sitting there, and he goes, I don't even know, because the woman is to my back left. And he goes, hola, hola, hola. You know, there's 2,000 people in a jam-packed, not a seat in there. He looks, hola, hola. No mask in here. No masks. You think I'm mean. We've had probably 10 people show up in here in mass. I just say what I normally say. I don't hold back. I don't speak anything more. Hola, no mask in here. And he goes, he kills me with this. He puts his hand over his mouth and he starts doing a Darth Vader imitation. I am your father. The woman got up and just left the church in a huff. Again, you think I'm mean. You think I'm mean, you need to read Jesus. Eye causes you to sin, pluck it out. Hand causes you to sin, cut it off. You don't hear that here. I'll read the Bible verse to you, but I don't tell you to do that. These things, we've already seen them happening. Israel, Denmark, Canada, United States. It's being discussed in the United States, as I told you earlier. Quote, from Secretary Mayorkas, one of the dumbest men I've ever seen in office. Seriously. We're taking a very close look. Quote, at vaccine passports. From Sky News, out of Australia. A raft of new countries. I don't know why they use the word raft. That's Australian. I have no idea. It's a grouping. A raft of new countries have agreed to use the NHS COVID app as a vaccine certificate, including Barbados, Croatia, Greece, and Turkey. The cabinet office also confirmed that other places on the list were Gibraltar, Iceland, Moldova, Bulgaria, and Estonia. Who's preaching that in the evangelical movement inside the United States of America? All the, all the churches in those countries are all closed. Where are the non-gelding pastors in those countries. Just curious. Why, why are we not reading about arrests of pastors? And look, Tom, are you radical enough to be arrested? If you don't know the answer to that, you don't know me. I told you before when I was out there meeting with the cop about trespassing some lunatic off of our property. I walked out, put my hand out to introduce myself, and his answer was, we know you. We know who you are. That was back in April of last year. Tom, I don't know how much more of this negativity that I can take. This isn't negative. We can turn this whole thing around. Amen. If we operate in power. Yeah. You can't be a child, though. Right. Can't be offended. and be, what, what should that woman have done? Just take that thing off. She had 30 seconds before he went to the Darth Vader. <laughs> take the thing off your face. Hola. No mask in here. Take it off. It's not negative. It's the truth. It's light. It's light. If I turn off all the lights in here, it's actually more comfortable. It certainly is for me with these things blasting on my face right now. It's more comfortable. But light's more healthy. 
1 John chapter 1, verse 5. And the light shines in the darkness, but the darkness did not comprehend it. Sounds like the modern church. Can't we talk about things that aren't so negative? Why is this even negative? I don't look at it as negative. I look at it as opportunity. It's the opportunity of a lifetime. I actually feel bad for other Christians who never got the chance to stand like we get the chance. I'll just be like the other apostles. If I get arrested, I'll sing in the jail. Think about that. On my, think about it from my perspective. If I get arrested, I'll be in the jail that I brought people to. Most of you don't have to think that way. It's not negativity. It's light. It's uncomfortable at first. John chapter 3, 20 through 21. For everyone practicing evil hates the light and does not come to the light lest their deeds be exposed. Verse 21. But he who does the truth. I love the way Jesus puts this. But he who does the truth, not just speaks it, does it. He who does the truth comes to the light, comes to it voluntarily. I don't care if it scares me. I don't care if it convicts me. I don't care if it tells me that I'm great or it tells me that I'm worthless. I'm coming to the light. No problem. Vaccine passports, the coming of the end of the age, bothers me, but it's light. You come to it. Don't run from it. If you're doing the truth, you go to the light. That his deeds may be clearly seen that they have been done in God. Somebody who lives in righteousness runs to the light no matter what the light exposes. You love it. You bathe in it. You're baptized in it. Yeah, but that's going to reveal that I have a cruddy marriage. Well, it's already true. It's already true. It's going to reveal that, you know what, the Christian that everybody thinks I am is not really the case. It's going to reveal that. Run to it. Who, whose opinion matters outside of your judge anyway? What does it matter? What is it? Oh, they're such a solid Christian. You know many times people that everybody speaks of as solid are worthless Christians. They never bring a soul to the Lord ever. But they look a certain way. They're not weird. They've got good jobs. You know, some of that stuff is good and some of it's required. I'm just telling you that people think they're rock solid. People beg and pine for them to go, oh, we, we, want, we want to catch five years of you at our church. Because they float really from church to church, but it's just every five or six years. We want to get our five years. No, thank you. Just don't, just skip me. Skip me. Don't want you. Skip. Yeah, what I want are people who are broken and contrite who will run to the light and say, you know what, Lord, whatever it is that you have for me, if it means, God, that you're going to tell me that I'm 52 years old and out of that 52 years I've wasted 51 of them, I want to know. But if I, do, if I find that out, that will crush me. Good. The Lord is nigh unto the broken. Save us such as be of a contrite spirit. That's where you need to be. Nothing that I'm telling you is negative. It's just the truth. 
I told you, I, I, quote, I didn't quote it to you, but I'll quote it to you now. Matthew 24, 36, no one knows about the day or hour. Not even the angels in heaven, nor the Son, but only the Father. I don't, I, I'm just here to tell you about the sign of the times. It's not negative, it's not positive, it's simply the truth. Run to it. John chapter 1, 11 through 13. We got eight minutes to go and we're done. And that includes the, the, our closing prayer. Eight minutes, everybody with me? He came to his own and his own did not receive him. That sounds like the modern church too. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. Who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. That's big picture. Everybody here, this is how we need to live. As people who are born not of blood, not of flesh, not of the will of man, but of God. You need to drop all the Americanism, minivans and soccer games and baseball games and being overwhelmed by your job and your job being your life. You need to live in God. And these things will not bother you. It's big picture then. We, we live in the myopic understanding of, of 80 years on earth. Before you were formed in the womb, you were known. So that you were, born, you were born of God long before that. Then you have your 80 years and then you have eternity. And what we focus on is the 80 years here. No, we fix our eyes on the unseen is what we're supposed to be doing. A lot of us, we are so enveloped in everything that's going on. Who's having a baby over here? What's going on in my job over here? Can I, can I get married? Can I get remarried? Whatever it, whatever it may be, can I find the next relationship? What are you supposed to be doing? Your entire life should be consumed by the consuming fire. Deuteronomy 4.24, Hebrews 12, 28 and 29, the consuming fire of God. That's all that matters. No, it's not, Tom. You know, we got to love people. Love. No, that, if you're consumed by God, the spillover effect of that, of that consummation, that being consumed, will make you the greatest love agent on planet Earth. Amen. Trying to do it yourself. All of this stuff is not negative. It's the truth. Finish with this. Let me quote John 3.21 to you again. But he who does the truth comes to the light, that his deeds may be clearly seen that they have been done in God. We do not run from the truth. We preach it. We live it. We stand in it. I'll finish with these verses. Romans chapter 10, 14 through 15. You're like, how many Bible verses can you use in a message? Tons. Who cares what I say? My wife, amen that. She's, she's amen twice in this sermon. That's her second amen. Who cares what I say? Amen. <laughs> ah, yes. <laughs> Romans chapter 10, 14 and 15. How then can they call on the one they have not believed in? How can they believe in the one of whom they have not heard? And how can they hear without someone preaching to them? See, we don't run from the truth. We live in it, we stand in it, we preach it. That's how it's supposed to be. Otherwise, nobody's going to know. 
You don't tell your kids, look at, you don't look your kids in the eye and tell them they're supposed to speak in tongues? How will they know unless someone preaches to them? How can they believe in the one of whom they have not heard? So that's, that's, the, that's how I marvel at the modern church who never tells people to repent of sin, but yet somehow they're going to marinate them into that sort of salvation without ever telling them that, contradicting the Bible. How will a homosexual know that they're going to die and go straight to hell if they don't repent? How will the fornicator know unless you tell them? How then can they call on the one they have not believed in? And how can they believe in the one of whom they have not heard? And how can they hear without someone preaching to them? And here's the problem is, is that if you're a child, you don't know anything yourself. Verse 15, how can anyone preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. And this is good news every time, even if it's negative to somebody. It's still good news. Worship team, make your way. I'll finish right here. We do not run from the truth. We preach it. The verse we use all the time around here, which should be the hallmark of every church, 2 Timothy 4.2, preach the word. How often? Instantly, in season, when it's popular and when it's not popular. And I will tell you in America right now, the Bible inside of the church itself, let alone the unsaved community, is not popular. In season, out of season, reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and doctrine. What are the verses right after that? You should know it. 2 Timothy 4, 3 and 4. You, everybody get that, right? We all know 2 Timothy 4, 2. Preach the word. Be instant, instant, in season, out of season. Reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and doctrine. What's the verses right after it? For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. But after their own lust shall they heap to themselves teachers having itching ears. And they shall turn away their ears from the truth and shall be turned to fables. Finishing right here, and this is what we'll launch in the second service. Watch it later this week if you're able, which you are, so watch it. <laughs> or listen to it. What we're supposed to do is found in three verses down from 2 Timothy 4.4. 4. 2 Timothy 4.7. Paul writes, I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. If you can't lose your salvation, what's, why do you put in, I have kept the faith? It's found again in James 4, 6 and 8. But he gives more grace. Therefore, he says, God resists the proud. Those pastors that have closed their churches and refused to repent, God resists the proud and gives grace to the humble. Final two verses of the day. Entitled, Humility Cures Worldliness. Therefore, submit to God. Resist the devil, which means to actively fight against. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. See the commands in those verses. Resist. Fought a good fight. That's what we're called to do. Not hear ominous music and feel defeated. You want your kids? You want to have grandkids? You got one? Yep. 
because nobody else wants them. I know all kinds of parents here. Where are your yeps? You don't want grandkids? What are you afraid to say? Why is everybody afraid to say that? Is that like stepping on some sort of cultural norm? Yes! There you go. If you do, I believe that we're going to have to win back this time. See, a lot of people will not agree with this. And again, this is, this is my opinion, so take it or leave it. But there's a culture that needs to be in place for Jesus to come back. That's the way I see the Word of God, because nobody knows the day or hour. We know in Jeremiah 26, 19, that the Lord relents. And the Lord is not slack concerning His promises. Some count slackness, 2 Peter 3, 9. But is long-suffering toward us, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance, right? We can win back this time. Lord God will come quicker. That's the way I see things, because it's just a petri dish. It has to, all the things have to be right in place. Give or take, you know, God could do it at the beginning of 10 years, the end of 10 years. As long as all the pieces are in place. No one knows the day or hour except Him. His thoughts, His ways are above ours. But if you want to see a generation of victory, a generation of, of souls being one, your kids getting married and having kids, you're going to have to do something about it. You may, ask, may have to risk your job. You may have to take a stand that's uncomfortable. You may lose family members. And what I mean by that is relationships. Take the stand. He's real. What's happening is real. It does not need, this does not need, we, this does not need to be a loss. Ever. We never need to lose because we are always caused to triumph in Christ. Amen. Stand with me. Thank you so much for joining us. We know that when there are this many people in person or watching online, that there is a chance that some have not started a relationship with Christ. If that's you and you would like a relationship with Jesus that washes away the stain of sin, you will need to start by repenting of your sin, confessing with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and asking him to be the Lord over your life. That means giving up control. If you have never prayed this or you have fallen away and want to return to the kingdom of life, repeat this prayer after me and mean it. Lord Jesus, I ask you right now to come into my life and be my Lord and be my Savior. I ask you to forgive me for all of my sins and I now turn from them and I give you my life from this day on in Jesus' mighty name, amen. If you said that prayer, you are saved.